0: It was the first hour of my first day in the hospital as a student midwife. I showed up early to the labor and delivery unit and the midwife that I was going to be working with was this unflappable fierce woman who had been catching babies for 20 years. She skipped all the pleasantries because she said there's a patient already in triage so let's go evaluate her. So I followed her down this long lonely hallway into the triage area which is like a pregnancy ER. And we walked into the patient's room and she was uh, standing comfortably by the bed and we introduced ourselves and said, what brought you in? And she was almost due with her fifth baby. She said she had woken up that morning with a little bit of bleeding and she'd been pretty alarmed by it. So she would kind of dropped everything and come in to be evaluated. So she had her two young daughters with her, so she'd had to bring them too. And they were four and six years old and they were folded up together on the chair in the corner of the room looking pretty pleased to be there. So my midwife and I uh, proceeded with evaluating this mama and we found out that she, her bleeding was not too concerning, pretty minimal. The baby was doing great. Uh, She wasn't having any pain, no contractions at all, but she was already five centimeters dilated. And so we talked to her about the fact that it was safe for her to discharge home that day, but we wanted her to know that when she went home, um, if she did go into labor, it could be kind of fast because she only had to go from five to 10 centimeters. She was hearing us and getting pretty nervous, um, rightly so, about being home alone with her two young daughters, going into labor and trying to scramble to find her way back into the hospital and having what we would affectionately refer to as a car baby. (laughs) So she asked if she could stay, be admitted, and have her labor started, which was an utterly reasonable request, and so that became our plan. So the midwife and I went back down the hallway to the computer station where she was teaching me how to put admission orders in and write a note, because remember, this is my first patient ever. (laughs) Within minutes, the triage nurse calls, and she says, her water just broke. Um, my midwife looks at me and she says, great, go evaluate her, report back to me. So I go back down the hallway and I go into her room and the triage nurse is gathering up the patient's things and she says to me, I'm gonna go run this stuff over to her labor room. Will you stay with her until I get back? She handed me a pair of mesh underwear with a pad in it. Um, you ladies know exactly which ones I'm talking about. <laughs> and she left. So I'm helping this mama into this pair of mesh undies because you know, when your water breaks, you kind of keep leaking. So we get those on and I'm doing my student midwife thing, right, I'm talking to her about her medical history, how her pregnancy's been going. Um, and then she stops and she holds her belly and she grimaces for several seconds. And then she looks at me and she says, ooh, that was my first contraction, it was pretty painful. And I said, that's great. that means your labor's about to start on its own. We don't have to do anything. This is awesome. You know, the only people who take pleasure in another person's pain are psychopaths (laughs) and midwives. And so I keep talking to her about her birth preferences and meanwhile she's on the phone trying to get a hold of her partner to come and pick up these two little girls because she does not want them here anymore. Um, And then at that point, She is mid-sentence talking to me about something and she grabs her tummy again. But this time her knees buckle a little bit and she leans forward and she puts her hands on the side of the bed and she says, ooh, ooh. Now, this might be my first day in the hospital, but I started this midwifery program over a year ago. I've taken classes, I've read textbooks, and I know that you cannot have a baby after two contractions. So I turned to her. And I say to us, you're okay. Just take a slow deep breaths." <laughs> <laughs> to which she replies, the baby's coming. <laughs> so it's right around this time where I could really go for my own pair of mesh underwear. <laughs> and I think, no, like I'm gonna handle this so professionally. And those of you in healthcare, and I can already hear you giggling, you're probably thinking, oh, Anjali just found the call room button in the triage room and pressed it. No, I did not. (laughs) Because my hospital tenure at this point is in minutes, and I don't even know what a call button is. (laughs) So instead, I turn to the open doorway, and in the calmest voice I can muster, I say, I need a little (laughs) wine! And at the bottom, at the end of that very long hallway, at the computer station where my midwife is seated. It probably sounded something like this. And so I turn back to this mama and she looks at me and she says, he's here. And she's still leaning against the bed, right? And so I run behind her. I'm thinking like, no thank you, but okay. And I'm thinking, where is he he's here where is here and i look at her and i realize she's still wearing the mesh undies so i get down on my knees behind her and i pull down the mesh underwear and there's his head immediately followed by his body and i throw my hands between her legs and i catch this baby in midair this is my first patient in the first hour Not like this. So I'm on the floor and I'm holding this baby in my bare hands who is mercifully crying so loudly and looks healthy, just this beautiful black baby boy. And I realize I have no further skills to offer this situation. (laughs) In fact I'm so unskilled that it turns out I would learn later that the hospital couldn't even charge for this birth because it was considered unattended. (laughs) What a midwife would do in this situation, it occurs to me, we are not the only three people in the room. And I turn to the girls. (laughs) They're not folded up in the chair anymore. They are standing at attention and they're looking at me. And I hold up this baby and I say, meet your baby brother. And the four-year-old starts beaming from ear to ear, like she just got away with something. And the six-year-old, her arms. She scowls at me. She takes a step forward. She looks at that baby. She leans over the bed so her mama can see her eyeballs, and she says, he's not black. Now the thing about black babies is that when they're born, their skin tone can be a few shades lighter. So I could see how she's confused, but I said to her, no, don't bother your mama right now. She just did something really big. Um, I promise he's black. We'll talk about it later. trained to hear the cries of an infant as opposed to the cries of a desperate adult and then the midwife comes and she stands at the doorway and she takes in the scene which is admittedly shocking and I'm sitting on the floor and I've got this baby in my hands my bare hands no gloves I'm so covered in blood and amniotic fluid that it's not immediately clear which one of us just fell out of a uterus <laughs> Day, I'm going back to the hospital to round on this mama, and as I'm walking down the unit, a nurse stops me and she says, "I just want you to know that mama, whose baby you just caught, the six-year-old, is coming out of the hallway and telling everybody that will listen about how that midwife lady pulled a white baby out of her mama's (laughs) body." And the thing is, the thing is, she should call me a midwife. When you sign up to become a midwife, you also sign up to become a badass. And after those 20 minutes with that incredible mama and her three kiddos, I was starting to feel just a little bit more like both.